It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Brought to you by brought to bleh, brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. It's Black Friday, folks. A lot of you don't want to leave your home because traffic is crazy. A lot of folks in the restaurants. A lot of folks in the stores. You don't have to leave. Assuming you don't have a, a bunch of Thanksgiving leftovers like we do at our home, you can use Fetch Me. And if you haven't used Fetch Me before, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Awesome, folks. And uh, thank you so much to them to, for supporting this podcast. Zach Blackby, Michael Papp is here with you. And uh, just to kind of fit in with all of the Black Friday specials going on, today's podcast is free. What? It's a Black Friday special here on the Locked On Auburn podcast. Wow. If only we had merch to sling. I know it. But today's podcast is half the price of a normal one. Wow. That's what wow. we do here. Basically, buy one, get one free. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except exactly. there's only one. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> <coughs> well, how was your Thanksgiving, bud? It was great. Sweet. Uh, I was really anxious. I got to cook a turkey. I was really anxious about uh, whether or not people would like it. And Dude, people loved it. People seemed to really enjoy you, it. You, so. you, you knocked the turkey out of the park, man. You did a great job. All right. So, obviously, the Iron Bowl is tomorrow. There's Ohio State people in my home. You know, they're trying to play the whole the game is bigger than the Iron Bowl. And I'm like, you were so drunk. You don't know what you're talking about. It's crazy. But no, it's, it's been a lot of fun banter. But uh, a huge day tomorrow in college football. But locally, if you're listening to this, you probably just care about the Iron Bowl. You don't care about the Egg Bowl last night. You care about the Iron Bowl. And so we're going to give you our final thoughts. And then we're going to answer some uh, some emails that you guys have sent. So, Dude. Yes? How many times will you poop your pants if the Iron Bowl ends like the Egg Bowl? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Wild finish to the Egg Bowl, though. Can you imagine the Auburn fan base if somebody did oh, that? I, I, For those I, who don't know, Ole Miss scored to tie it, so they thought. Yeah, to put them down by one going into the PAT. Right, so you, you're, you're thinking you're going to tie it, and then, yeah, and... Uh, the wide receiver that scored a touchdown. Did the whole like peeing on the fire hydrant thing. That yeah. Somebody did that a few years ago. DK Metcalf. That's right. And then uh, it backed it up. So it was a 35-yard PAT, and the kicker missed it. So they lost. So, I mean, that has to be such a good feeling if you're Mississippi State. It oh has to God. be. The, the feeling of relief that washed over you had to be incredible. But <laughs> And you did it. And, and and that happened due to the fact that your rival, like, yeah, they looked terrible. Like you guys look like total jerks right now. Like that's yeah. got to be so satisfying. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Iron Bowl tomorrow. I've kind of said it all week, and even dating the last week. I don't know. Last week I was a little bit more, um, kind of in the Auburn camp. Now I'm kind of wondering how Auburn scores. And I was thinking about this last night when I was watching the Egg Bowl. Actually, it was, it was right after you left our place, Michael. And I wanted to ask you this question. Who do you think is more likely to score 17 points tomorrow? Auburn or Alabama? 
I mean, you'd have to say Alabama just because of that's, that's kind of my thing. Is I I don't think this is a high scoring game. I think I, I just think when you look at the strength and weaknesses of this team, it's like whoever gets to twenty first wins. And I just don't see how that's happening unless Malzahn just pulls out all of the stops and, and he's able to you know kind of get two or three big plays to get Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz or somebody in the end zone. Yeah, the only thing about that though is that. You kind of have to take into account that Mac Jones is, you know, while he appears to be a capable quarterback, he's never played a real defense before. He's never played, like, in front of an actual crowd before. You know, Auburn has the more experienced quarterback, and the Auburn defense is incredible. So, I mean, there is... There is a chance that Auburn is the team that gets to 17 first just by way of you you don't really know what this Alabama offense is going to be. Or what if Auburn is extremely successful stopping the run the way that they have been in a number of games this year and basically put the whole game on Mac Jones? Yeah. How just, is he going to be able to react? You mean, I mean, I think that's going to be the plan. Right? It, it has was, to be. Yeah. If it was Tua, I think it'd be really easy to sit here and be like, oh, it's Alabama. They'll be, they're way more likely. But just that factor of... You know, we don't really know what what they've got in Mac Jones. I want to see, you know, this is, uh, I'm not taking anything away from the talented Alabama wide receivers. You and I have given them plenty of props. So if you listen to the show consistently, you know that I'm not, yeah, that that I'm not like hating on them. But I am curious to see how open and how much space they're able to create against these Alabama defensive backs and this Alabama defense as a whole. Because a lot of these big plays, like they are wide open. They are getting super open. And, you know, so some, how much of that is Tua throwing these guys open, which I don't think it's a whole lot, if I'm being honest with you. So that's why I'm like not super thrown off by the Mac Jones thing, because I think the Mac Jones thing is he can throw a 15 yard out if the guy is like wide open because they've been able to get wide open. Are the Auburn defensive backs, are they going to be able to, to lock these guys down? You saw LSU do it for some of the game. And then once they start, started rolling they couldn't stop them and they did just enough late I'm curious to see how much separation these guys are going to be able to get in Jordan Hare in a hostile environment backup quarterback this is the best defensive backfield I'll say that this defensive backfield is better than LSU's for just from top to bottom I'm curious to see how that is going to affect things um I LSU's defense, you know, as we've talked about at different points this year, has just been really strange, right? It seems like when the offense starts putting up points, the defense stops trying to stop teams. So, I don't really know, but um, we don't really need to go into it. But I don't. I think LSU's defensive backfield is the best in the conference. I think their corners are great. I mean, I think like one through seven, because I think seven to eight defensive backs are going to play. I, I think Auburn has an argument there. Okay. You're, focus, you're focusing on the wrong thing. No, I know. Okay. But you're not, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. Obviously, the wide receivers getting open are going to be. It's not, I don't want to talk about LSU. No, uh, we're not I, talking I, about LSU. Okay. We're Alabama's wide receivers. That's. You're right. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. 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 Alabama's wide receivers, their ability to get open is going to be a huge. Uh, a huge factor in the game and the if they can do the thing that they've been doing all season where they catch five yard slants and take them 87 yards to the house or um 
or can pick up you know a, a 86 yard touchdown passes or whatever that's going to be you know a huge issue auburn's been rather good this season at not allowing super long touchdowns and and one of the things that's the most impressive about this defense is their ability to tackle in space yeah and and you know make one-on-one tackles and solo tackles and whatever and especially the defensive backfield. It's been incredibly impressive to watch them do that this season. And hopefully that will balance out. But How many down linemen do you think you'll see for Auburn in, in, in their base tomorrow? Do you think they'll play four counting the buck, or do you think they'll do kind of what they did against LSU? I think that they have, they'll have too much respect for Najee Harris. I agree to go to three, but if they are consistently stopping the run with four guys, um, I think you might see them switch. Okay. And then, like, you know, on third and ten, if they can force third yeah. and long, you know, maybe you take a guy out of there. But that that's going to be an interesting thing, and I think a lot of folks listening to this kind of on the nerdy side in regards to, you know, why things work and all that. So, yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out about, like, how many defensive backs are on the field, and does it change from the first half to the second half when you get Sherwood back, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be mm-hmm. fun to follow as well. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's uh, let's answer a few voicemails, Michael. Or not voicemails, emails. And then after that, we will do our, our predictions, our score predictions for the Iron Bowl. You can email the show, LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. The first one is from Chris. Oh, we've gotten a few from Chris. Chris, thank you for being an active listener. We really appreciate it. Chris says, quote, if we win, and it's because of outstanding play from one of our players not named, Bo Nick, Seth Williams, Derek Brown, or Marlon Davidson, who do you think that would be? Who would be your unlikely hero slash player of the game and why? Chris says, mine is Roger McCreary because he's quietly having an outstanding season. That is true. Roger McCreary is having a great season. Uh, my guy is still no Igbenogany. I mean, he's been my guy from preseason on, and you know he's not getting a whole lot of talk because guys aren't throwing at him, and he's uh, he's going to be incredible. So I, I'm curious to see: do these guys have a specific receiver that they follow? Do they play side of the field, which is what they do a lot of the time? But I got a feeling Kevin Steele is going to be able to do a lot of things as far as shutting these guys down because he's going to be able to say. All right, there's Jerry Judy. Number four is going to be on him. Hopefully, Auburn doesn't have to worry about the rest of the field. I, I think that's what Kevin Steele's approach is going to be. So my answer to this is Noah. Um, he he puts four players on here, you know, Knicks, Williams, Brown, and Davidson. And I just think you had a great one. You did. Um, I feel like the easy answer here is one of the running backs, right? Maybe so. Because when we've seen Auburn have a lot of success as excuse me, especially against Alabama, is, you know, they they pound one of the running backs, like Carrion Johnson in 17 or, yeah, or Anthony Schwartz. Yeah. Is this is this his game? 
or KJ Britt or Jeremiah Denson or I, I don't know, man. I feel like if it is a running back, do you think it's more likely to be DJ or Booby? Booby. How come? Because we've seen how the Auburn offensive line has struggled in run blocking, and so I think that that uh, Booby's patience against an aggressive Alabama defense with a lot of young guys could be a benefit in this game. Is that your answer? Or are you going with somebody else? I'll go with Booby. That's uh, fine. Okay. Cool. All right, read uh, read uh, read the next email from Nick, if you would. All right, Nick says hello from San Diego. He says he loves that we disagree with each other That's and true. we take different perspectives and we echo people's concerns. He make we make his sixty mile round trip work commute better every day. Hey, I I'm not jealous of that, but yeah. I'm glad you listened. Appreciate man. Thank you, you so man. much. Okay, take one. One long term flaw of the program I've noticed is that Auburn needs a ready-made quarterback that fits in the system to see any success like Nick and Cam. Mm. I don't see the offense being shaped to fit the quarterback or maybe even more importantly, recruited quarterbacks being grown and developed. Almost all our high school recruited quarterbacks have been failed experience experiments outside of Sean White, who saw very moderate success. While we have a great staff, we seem to be missing a quarterback guru. Granted, Kenny Dillingham could be the guy and Bo could be the first QB under Gus to see that kind of success, but we won't know until we see it. I think it's interesting whenever people talk about what kind of quarterback Gus wants in his offense, because I mean, just just talking with Trevon Reed and you know, folk, I mean, he wasn't super high on Cam going into the season, and Nick Marshall, he wasn't in a hurry to get him on campus, and I mean, it, it seemed like he kind of gave other guys a chance to start, you know, going into twenty thirteen, and you look at it, and you know, he. His first quarterback at Auburn was Chris Todd. And then, you know, guys that he really wanted in recruiting were Sean White and Jeremy Johnson, who, you know, despite what a lot of people think, is, is not a mobile guy. He he really sought after Jarrett Stidham, not a mobile guy. Um, did I say Sean? And then, mm-hmm. then Bo Nix. I mean, all of these guys are not Nick Marshall or Cam Newton. And then, you know, Joey Gatewood... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it It sounds like it was close at some point, and, you know, he, he went the other route there. So I'm just – I don't think that's necessarily what Malzahn wants despite finding success with it in 2010 and 2013. I, I don't – I'm not sold that he thinks he want, that he wants a, a, a dual-threat quarterback. That's, that, is, um, that is my thought on that. Unpopular, but I, I think mm-hmm. that is an assumption um, due to those two years that, that people have made. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And that is, I mean, it's not to say that Bo or Jarrett or Sean White are, are immobile guys. I mean, they can all run. Jarrett Stidham had a lot of rushing touchdowns. But he I mean, was all, good the, for, all those guys are similar. Correct. And none of them are Nick or Cam. Uh, yeah, I think Damn. you're exactly right. I uh, yeah, We'll see what happens. I, I would be interested to know how much, like, one-on-one time Gus gives the quarterbacks. You know, because he's got a quarterback's coach. He's got an offensive coordinator. He is the head coach. And I know that that's going to get tossed on to him because he is the head coach. But it's <laughs> it's interesting to me. I, I wish that we knew how much, like, one-on-one time Gus actually put into, like, training the quarterbacks. 
What is uh, what is Nick's second take? Take two. While I love Gus at Auburn, I think he possibly lacks the CEO qualities needed to pull, pull together all the pieces of a program to operate at its peak potential. He seems more like a coach that fits the mold of a lifetime offensive coordinator. While everyone is talking about him staying as head coach or leaving, I'd like to ask your thoughts on a hypothetical situation where Auburn renegotiated Gus's contract to still pay him the guaranteed money over a shorter term, move him down to offensive coordinator, then bring in a head coach that can run the program and relieve him of the burden and the responsibilities that detract from what he loves most running the offense. I know this is very unrealistic, but just humor the possibility for discussion's sake. Um, yeah, very unrealistic. I think, you know, from a, there's, a, there's a power struggle type thing there. I mean, there was, there was talk for a little bit before the Kevin Steele thing about, you know, Malzahn bringing Chiswick back to be the defensive coordinator, and it's like, you can't do that. You know, the mm-hmm. as far as, like, how the players see you and, you know, you don't want to go over your boss's head kind of thing. So uh, I just think from a, from that perspective, it wouldn't work. And then also, the reason Auburn fans are so ups- upset with Malzahn is the offense. It's like, how attractive is Gus Malzahn as an offensive coordinator right now? It's like, I don't think it's very attractive as a candidate. You know, if he were let go by Auburn or left or whatever, I think all these other programs, I think there would be several programs. Arkansas is obviously the obvious one. But I think he could get a better job than being the head coach at Arkansas as far as, you know, how we see it. Now, Arkansas may be a great fit for him because he gets to go home and all that. So, you know, there's different factors there. But, yeah, I mean, Malzahn moving to offensive coordinator does not sound fun to me just because the offense is kind of terrible. So that's um, – I wouldn't want him running it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a, it, it is an interesting thought experiment. So thank you, Nick. Um, it's also uh, – it's also interesting to think about like what what would the offense be like if that's what Gus spent every minute of his day on, you know, like he used to when he was the offensive coordinator. But I don't know. Like you said, definitely not going to happen. Can you imagine paying uh, paying an offensive coordinator over seven million dollars a year? No, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do uh, let's do another question. Clint asked about the O line. Hey, Zach and Michael, love the show. What do you think of moving away from J.B. Grimes as OC? I think he meant an offensive line coach. And going after Ryan Pugh, I think it would be a good move for the line as well as recruiting. So Ryan Pugh is currently the offensive line coach at Troy. And I think um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. What's happening now isn't great. And so try something different. Try something different. And that kind of fits when you look at the rest of the assistant coaching staff, your Cody Burns, your Travis Williams, your Carnell, a lot of uh, a lot of former Auburn players on staff, and they're recruiting really well. And for the most part, I think those position groups are getting better as the season goes on. So sure, why not try it? Grimes has been here for what two years, three years? After following Herb Hand, uh, yeah. I think it's two two full seasons counting this year. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think we should give JB Grimes a chance. Just get his the, guys in. The recruiting, like what guys though? I mean, he's got a lot of JUCO guys coming in, but it's yes. like we, we haven't really seen. Like he still hasn't recruited a freshman tackle that's like solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I mean, I, I think you got to ask the question eventually. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much all I all I had. Yeah, I got shot down there, dude. My bad. My bad. But like um, like somebody said, he likes that they uh, – was it Nick? Yeah, Nick likes that we disagree. Yeah. 
I disagree with you. All right, let's do the let's do the last one. Uh, so this one is from Jay, Jay McKeever. That's how I pronounce it. Okay, yeah. eighty six. Yep. Uh, he says the Auburn coaching job is the hardest job in the country. He says this fire Gus crap is just lunacy. Who wants this job? No one withstanding. Amira Stoops isn't coming out of retirement for this job. They're I not agree. idiots. That's true. This is the hardest coaching job in the NCAA, period. And by the way, it's still the second best coaching job in the state of Alabama. Saban has disrupted the SEC. Every coaching job has turned over and most multiple times since his arrival. True. It's disrupted these programs and recruiting to the point that Bama had free reign for years to build a three-deep program at every position and a dynasty that's true it sucks but that fact isn't going to change by replacing a good coach gus and his staff are great recruiters the establishment of good slash stable coaching situations at schools like lsu georgia and florida has reduced saban's reach stop and ask yourself why we beat bama a couple of times when no one else could stability the reestablishment of the above programs and others in the sec has bama looking human again what Auburn needs to do is build the football facility, get the SEC out of the division system and into a pod system where we don't hamstring ourselves playing LSU, Georgia, and Bama every year. The things Gus needs to fix are obvious. Recruit better at O-line in both capability and depth. That was the offense's problem last year. It's the same this year. Gus has shown the ability to grow coach's talent and his team's strengths, but his job is hard. He's recruited well, considering the best program in the country for over a decade sits just miles away. One last thing. If Auburn Athletics feels Gus's offensive strategy slash style is incapable of a championship, then fire him. No changing that, but I don't believe that to be true. Jay, class of 86. And he also mentioned that he's an Auburn grad and saw Bo Jackson play for $2. And I think that is awesome. And um, back when students sat between the 40s behind the visiting team. I actually didn't know they ever did that. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, I agree with everything Jay said. Yeah. I'm trying to picture him typing this email. And um, I'm kind of picturing like a, a band behind him, you know, playing some intense music. Zach and I are writing a song also, so be ready for that. It's about no ink monogamy. Nobody freak out. Yeah, I totally agree. You're not going to go get Bob Stoops. You're not going to go get Urban Meyer. You're not going to go get, you know, a top coach from another top program to come to Auburn to play Nick Saban every season. And it's just, yeah, uh, the scheduling thing is interesting uh, because I feel like Auburn is in this position every season where, or not every, I mean, they're in this position where they do play LSU, Georgia, and Alabama every year. But I feel like most of the Auburn fans would be mad if they stopped. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird line, right? I mean, because at some point you're kind of given these other teams that you hate kind of like, hey, we can't beat you, so um, we're going to run away. I think there's, there's that line, and then there's the group that says, who cares? This is what's best for Auburn to win a championship. So... Um, that'll be interesting to see. I don't think anything's going to change, if I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you saw the Georgia thing change, but it almost is worse because of the LSU <laughs> before Alabama. Like, that's terrible. So like, maybe they see that and they're like, okay, maybe it's fine the way it is. I don't know. All right. Well, you know what the simplest thing would be? What's that? They should put Auburn in the East 
and Missouri in the West. And then Auburn's, you know, one set crossover rival can be Alabama. Except, you know what the issue with that is? You still play the same team. You just lose LSU. You gain Florida. Yeah, but the real issue is that Alabama's cross-division rival is Tennessee. What a shame. And they're not going to stop playing Tennessee. I think they'd rather play Auburn than Tennessee. Yes, but it's not like they're not going to drop either one. And Alabama is very obviously in a position of power this right now. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's look at our score predictions. Michael, I'll go first. I think the score for the Iron Bowl will be 27-17 to 17 Alabama. I don't think Auburn's going to be able to score, and uh, I think the defense is going to get tired. I think Alabama's going to have two or three really big pop plays, and that's going to be, that's going to be enough. I think this game is going to look a lot like the LSU game. Yeah, it could. And I think Auburn is going to learn from its mistakes earlier in the season. They're playing at home this time, and I think they're going to win something like 23-20. That'd be wild. Auburn would be a happy place tomorrow if that were the case. It'd be a happy place. I will be a happy boy. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, I think a lot of folks are Hoping what you predict happens. Yesterday you predicted 100 to nothing, so you've come off of that a good bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any other parting thoughts for the Iron Bowl? No. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're, uh, first of all, I hope you had turkey. I talked to multiple people yesterday, you didn't eat turkey. It's like the worst. Ham is better than turkey. But it's Thanksgiving. I agree. You just suck it up and you eat turkey. Yeah, it's like, all right, we got to do this. Got to do this. Christmas, I'm a ham guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Some people do both. Some people do both. And I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here with that. No, I respect both. That's fine. Did you do turkey for both of them? Oh, well, I respect doing turkey for both. I also respect doing turkey and ham. That's what I thought you meant by both. Oh, double protein? Yeah. I didn't know people did that, but apparently it's pretty common. Yeah. Makes sense. I just never had that before. It's just not that good. So, all right, man. Where can people find you and hear you? Follow me on Twitter at, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. Email the show at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. This has been the pre Iron Bowl edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.